0: Than Your Father podcast.
1: Yeah! So yeah! I'm fired up. I just, I, I want to, I almost sold a, a Bob Saget line. He once said in a routine, I want to do a cartwheeler part. And it makes no sense, but I thought it was funny because I was a kid and it probably wouldn't be appropriate for our, our use
0: now. <laughs> My dad got a whoopee cushion for Christmas and that basically is what, for the next, like, half hour during opening presents, yeah, it kept happening. <laughs> got- I n- I'd never seen my dad so happy with a gift. I mean, it literally was his favorite gift by far. That's awesome. And my dad is kind of a king of bathroom humor, but for some reason, he admitted he had never had his own whoopee cushion. <laughs> It was a moment, my mom and I, it's definitely that divide in the family where my mom and I very soon start rolling our eyes like, all right, that's enough. (laughs) And my dad and my sister and his girlfriend are just, just roaring, just fucking going for it. They can't get enough. (laughs) (laughs) Christmas morning at the, uh, the head Boland's. Yeah. That's pretty fun though. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Yeah. So that, that's how fired up I am. Like I got a whoopee cushion. Word up. Basically, fresher than your father is my personal whoopee cushion.
0: <laughs> <laughs> um, what was I going to say? This is episode 45 and I believe this was, uh, we notified the listeners last episode that, uh, you notified them that we're on the countdown now towards Marching. Yeah. Towards episode 50. An inexorable march. Exactly. I'm not exactly sure what that word means, but I'm going to let it sit there and you guys, you know, I'll pretend like I know what that means. Soak that up for your GREs, youngsters. Youngsters. I can't even say it. Say it. Inexorable.
1: You, You can't stop it. It's happening. It's happening. It's happening.
0: We need a rap lyric to define inexorable. What do you mean? Like make up a lyric that... No, no. Like we need to quote something from a famous rapper.
1: What rapper would use inexorable? That seems like a cool Keith list.
0: Maybe. Maybe Pharaoh, You think Pharaoh Maybe. Yeah. Maybe.
1: Quali would try to fit it in somewhere. Force it in. <laughs>
0: See, he wouldn't use it like Pharaoh would just come with it on some smooth, like kind of flowing and and quality man. He would just force it in. He would force it at you.
1: Pouring it right into that lyric. Yeah. Hey yo. Hey. Um, shout out to to quality. I saw a cool little interview on him on uh, on these internets where he was talking about a uh, Puffy coming to Lyric's lounges were big words. You know, I don't know. It was a cool little story. It was cool to hear Quali just talk and build. No doubt. I checked it. Yeah, he is. I'm always hating on Quali. I'd love to hear him talk more and rap less. Yes. I listen to him rap that much, so it's not like I, you know, I'm overwhelmed by it. I'm happy he's out there. He should be out there making music. People enjoy it. And that's all fresh. But if he talked more, I'd be happy with that.
0: Now speaking of videos, and I believe you mentioned Cool Keith really quickly, I just want to shout out my man Alex for uh, sending me that um, 1989 All-Star, NBA All-Star video with rap introductions by Ultramagnetic MCs. I'm just sitting here shaking my head because it was so great. It was so great. It was
1: amazing. (laughs) Oh my gosh. And the, The homie remix, after I posted
0: it, was like I need the story on this. How did this happen?
1: How did, how did that happen?
0: How did it happen? This is a good question. Listeners, you dig this one up. I don't know. How do they choose ultramagnetic MCs? All the rappers at the time. Cause you, you, you have to figure Curtis Blow had the leg up, right? 89
1: might have been a little late for Blow though. But Blow had basketball as my favorite. Sport. No doubt. No doubt. That's the, that's the, I don't know anything about hip hop choice, right? Yes. Basketball. Let's get that guy. You know what I mean? And he's, he's old school enough. Like, old school rapping works well for, what's the way I want to put this? Corporate media? I don't know. So well, yes. Yeah, like, like getting shit across simply. It's not going to be a whole bunch of, of internal rhymes and intricacies. It's real straightforward and easy to digest the lyrics. Mm-hmm. But I mean, so like if you're gonna introduce some shit, an old school cat, cause Ultramag they were not going in styling.
0: Nah. And what's you know what's funny? I just wanna point out that <laughs> this is our generation's definition of old school, <laughs> but it's Curtis Blow. Right. But anyway, just wanna point that out. These days Biggie is old school.
1: Yeah, I know. I,
0: know I like pointing that. out that we're old. Yeah, yeah. It's
1: It's really sad when you watch basketball and you know the people your age are the dudes that they're trying to get out of the league. (laughs) That like, two years younger than me, like Tim Duncan, people are amazed that he's playing competently.
0: Exactly. You know,
1: Marcus Canby, it's like, okay, he got hurt again, but do we have to like let him come back? Yeah, yeah ultra Mac's not really you know why because he's an all-star <laughs> <laughs> Man, I have stuff to say yeah you totally have stuff to say uh, why because he's an all-star <laughs> for viewers who haven't seen it you should totally check it we'll, we'll post it up on the, the facebook uh fresher than your father group they introduce each one, each All Star, and at the end they say he's an All Star after each. And wait, wait, why were they shouting out their
0: personal trainers? Oh, I why they shout out the personal trainers,
1: which is it's
0: so amazing. But yeah, yeah, and Magic Johnson gets a rap, but then doesn't isn't available. <laughs> but where was Larry Bird? Was he out of the league? What was going on? We don't know. Where was Larry Bird? I think he might have been injured. Oh, uh, maybe. But Magic still got a, still got a,
1: he got a nice lyric, even though he was he was hurt. Definitely a representation there of some Cavs and Blazers. Yeah, that it was a little, little bittersweet. Yeah, we had good teams, uh, but that was it. They were just at All Star games. Yeah, yeah. Duckworth, R.I.P. R.I.P. He was. Cool. Keith made it clear. Kevin Duckworth was gonna handle a little man. You have to watch these introductions, listeners. They're, they're amazing. They're sublime even. They're great. And, uh, it was, it was nice seeing, uh, Brad Doherty. Like, like, barbers really weren't making much money back then, huh?
0: (laughs) Uh,
1: wow. Got in on some hairline, uh, some hairline repair, and Brad Darty had no interest in it. Nah, nah. Yeah,
0: his hairline was almost touching his eyebrows, but he he was good. I'm gonna try a little experiment right now. Are you down for this experiment? Experiment. We're talking about a Facebook experiment, okay. listeners. I'm I'm gonna I'm I'm making an announcement right now, to the "Fresher Than Your Father" fan group, that we are recording, and the people want to send in topics to discuss in the next 20 minutes if they care to do so this is a possibility this, this is this is as far as we get to, like live live recording types of things
1: yeah you know these these technologies will increase At the moment this is this is where this is your shot friend
0: sound of uh, Ian Head typing. That's the sound of Ian Head typing. It's exciting, you know? A a thrill a second. Exactly. A millisecond. Oh, yeah.
1: Because we're capable of measuring at the millisecond.
0: So we want to talk about a little more on these basketball topics or we want to move on to some some other kinds of topics here?
1: Well, while while we're in this land of basketball, there's certain teams that get a lot of press and, you know, we don't really need to talk about them because fuck them. Fuck them. What What is going on with LeBron, yo? Have you been checking what LeBron's been up to recently?
0: These exploits. Exploits. I mean, are we talking about the, the, the non-game type exploits or the, kind of, or the, or the game-related exploits? The game-related exploits, but you're actually reminding me
1: of a non-game exploit that I wasn't aware of that I think is it's notable. It's of note. We will note it.
0: We're going to note it on our notepads. Note it. I asked you to uh, record it in your ledger. <laughs> Who the fuck has a ledger? What is a ledger? I don't know. A ledger. It's like a, I feel A I, ledger is like a long... It's like a big, long notepad. Ayo. Ayo.
1: Well, then, let's quickly note this. Did you know that, that LeBron James has a stake in the Beats by Dre business?
0: No this is a note that I did not know about. He's
1: on the cover of the new ESPN, the magazine with uh Dr. Dre. And uh I don't get it because I want the insider. Fucking ESPN makes you take the magazine. I don't want the fucking magazine. It sucks. But anyway, um, I'm reading it because what else are you going to do when you take a shit? That's probably too much information, but still. And I'm flipping through because I'm like, why, why is LeBron on the cover with Dr. Dre? Just because He's making the headphones popular by wearing them. No, no, no. The the somehow Dre and because I just skimmed the article, Dre and LeBron uh, cross paths, or Jimmy I- 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 Vien, uh who's you know, he's the media mogul person who bestows money on Dr. Dre. Mm-hmm. Is that a?
0: Yeah, I feel I like that analysis. So, uh,
1: so LeBron crosses paths with one of them while they're still prototyping them. And they knew LeBron was a big music head. And so they were like, yo, check these out. See what you think. And he liked them. He got heads on with it back in 2008 and the 2008 Olympics. And then he got his piece. But they they noted in the story, it's not, it's not, they're not open about what the connection is, Mm -hmm. what his investment is, but he's still a partner in Beats by Dre and he's certainly getting the cut of that cheese.
0: Wow, man! Yeah. Business sciences.
1: Look, I I I don't even know what what, what to, is it good is it bad? It probably is a little bit of both. I don't know, but it's you know I I I'm I'm more impressed by LeBron all the time. I think there's a savvy there that nobody was really paying attention to. Yeah.
0: No, definitely, definitely.
1: It wasn't like, hey, I own a piece of Beats by Dre. Like, how long it's been? You know. Five years that they've been out, and I had no idea. In any event, this dude is out here shooting his shooting percentages. Like, he's having games shoot, like, 70%, 80%. Yeah.
0: Clowning. He's He's clowning out everyone. Everyone, everybody. Yeah. Everybody.
1: And making it just look effortless. I don't know. I just... In the midst of all of the the time and energy spent on on other asshats in the league, clowning, whining,
0: bitching, I'm about to, I'm about to go go there, but in a way I don't think you're ready for. I go there. I just wanted to say,
1: if you, you know you you should be checking LeBron. I know. Oh, a yeah. hey, I don't know whatever people may say about the dude, it's like some of the most amazing basketball. I think any of us are ever going to get to see, and, you know, we should appreciate that, dude. Which Absolutely. I Me mean, going out on a limb right there, but okay.
0: It, no, it's good. I also heard your boy, um, your man Irving is playing pretty nice right now. He's averaging like 35 points a game or something. You Have you been watching these highlights? <laughs> I haven't. I've just been hearing about it. I need to go check go on
1: nba.com they have some little videos of like some of the moves he 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 makes people look idiotic he's like, that's exactly what you want to do oh my god he's like the the realization of the biggest dream of the and one basketball player right like this is what it would look like if a and one basketball player come in and dominate in the league his handle is ridiculous he, he crosses people up in ways that, that don't make any sense. He's got this high dribble that he'll use when he's gathering to go up for a layup. But he'll do it, like, I don't know, like, way far away from the actual lane. But he'll, like, bring the ball up over people's heads and then gather it for a layup. And then he's just an insane shooter. Like, he, he's got ridiculous range. So between the two, he's he it feels like he's kind of unstoppable. But, but the moves are, are, he's clowning people. It's not just that he's scoring,
0: he's, he's clowning people.
1: Word. Yeah,
0: it's a lot of fun to watch. And what are these rumors about Odin going to the Cavs at the end of the month?
1: Well, <clears throat> because Cleveland sports are shit, we have to celebrate and talk about the possibility of signing someone who hasn't played since 2009.
0: Yeah. But, it's a, re- it, it, it's a return or, it, was Odin originally from Ohio? I forget. He's from Indiana, but he went to Ohio State. That's right. Yeah. Okay. Yeah.
1: Yeah. I mean, it would be cool if he got healthy and could realize his potential. No doubt. Yeah. But, but, yeah. Yeah. That's, this is it. This is what you do at Cleveland sports. You, you talk about Mike sign. You talk about who's your new, uh, coach or who's your new general manager. This is similar to
0: Portland sports, but I want to switch it to these people that we really shouldn't be giving any more. Attention to, but I kind of want to for this because it just it just adds to the ridiculousness. Maybe you already read this and saw this, but I only just reasonably reasonably recently. That's the word. That's the word. That's the word. It's a Saturday afternoon, folks. Um, saw this, and I'm I want to read this interaction between this conversation. Between Jordan Crawford and Dan Lebitard. Oh, word. did you hear about this? Hello? Yeah, I, I didn't hear about it. No. Okay. Um. All right. We'll try to just, just, just get ready, and you know, you can voice your reactions to it.
1: Yeah. Is, is this one of those sit back, relax moments? We're supposed. To-
0: yeah. Sit back and relax. Obviously, if we were high tech here, if we had, you know, more money real studios things i just play you the clip right we we can't do that so you're gonna have to imagine it's coming one day though exactly one day one day levitard says can you give me a time when you were on the court in a professional basketball court you looked to your your right or your left and said i can't believe i'm up here with this guy crawford i did it with two people i did it with vince carter my rookie year i couldn't believe i was playing with him No, I I couldn't believe I was playing him. I was checking him. And then Kobe, of course. When I first played with Kobe, I was hearing, like, they call him the Black Mamba. And then he was doing, like, the little snake sounds when he wanted the ball. It it was (laughs) crazy. It was crazy. It was crazy. So them two moments. Levitard, wait a minute. What was the sound? He was calling for the ball by making a snake sound? Crawford. Yeah, it's like tss, tss. it's like fish, fish, Fisher. Tss, tss. You do that, and then it's like they call him. They say like everybody tells you he's gonna do it before they before you play him. Like wait till you hear him do this, and then he does it, and it's like what? Like he's really a mamba. <laughs> are you serious it's fucking amazing Kobe's he's becoming my favorite man this dude oh,
1: yeah yeah He's so serious about this mamba
0: He's so serious about this fucking mamba man <laughs> what is that
1: man it would be better it would be way better if like after he hit a shot like a big shot, like at the end of a, end of a half or something. He like looked at the other team and like took his time with it and was like, you've been bit by. <laughs> 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 and they like, that shit.
0: Oh my gosh.
1: How do you, you, you can only do that if you're great. If you're, if you're above average or mediocre. Cats would be like, are you
0: serious? Yeah, no, no, there's no way you're getting away with it.
1: No. Every time you make that, that snake noise, I'm throwing the ball to someone else. But that's the way
0: to guarantee to not get a pass. If you do the fucking snake sound to me. <laughs> fucking snake sound? I'd be interested to know, like, what someone like Kevin Garnett is doing when he hears that snake sound. Oh. Cause he has no problem talking shit. I feel like there's gotta be some great jokes going on there. Oh yeah.
1: Oh my gosh. But again, you did like he's he's like that elder statesman of the league, so he's got so much respect and credit for what he's done. I'm sure he's not getting the full level of joke he should he should get. You know what I mean? Like if LeBron was doing that, he would be getting his ass handed to him for it. Yeah. Especially before they won last year, but that's unbelievable. Why have I never heard that before? I've never heard that before.
0: It's that's only why, been reported once before, evidently.
1: That's why, that's why Dan Lebetard is great, because he gets shit like that.
0: Oh, well, he gets shit like that, and then not only, he, and he doesn't, I feel like a lot of other cats might overlook like, oh, that's funny, let's talk about, you know, Kobe's shooting percentage, sure. Or, or Dwight Howard some more. But Lebatard is gonna be like, no, no, no. <laughs> Hold up. We need to talk about these snake sounds. <laughs> All right, and now to continue my my topical segments that I'm trying to to uh, to push in these these shows. To, I don't know exactly why, but yeah. I wanna I wanna go here again. We don't have Littlewood shout out shout with out. us, um, but uh, I pulled up a roster and I wanted to see some reactions here. Yeah. So we're going with the with the Cleveland Cavaliers 95 96 season. 95 96. Yeah, there's some classics on this one. Wow. So is that
1: that's pre-LeBron? Oh yeah. Way pre-LeBron. When did LeBron come into the league? Like 03. 03. Wow. Yeah. So.
0: Are we talking Andre Miller? No, we're talking pre-Miller, pre uh pre-Miller, I think, yeah. Pre-Miller? Yeah, Ninety five, ninety six.
1: 96 Man, this is the dregs. Is this the...
0: You made the playoffs, but lost in the first round. I
1: was actually just about to say, I think that was a playoff year. So uh, I can see some of these faces, but the names aren't really popping in quite yet. We we had a, a legit small forward, right?
0: Um, small? Yeah, you had a you had a couple. Well, yeah. Google this. I'm supposed to just come off the dome. I'm I'm I'm. Dropping. I was I was just gonna I'm gonna read I'm gonna read some names and you're gonna give some reactions. That's how it's gonna go down. Let's Do it. Here we go. Some definitely some some major like you know some classics on here. We'll start with uh, and again this is in alphabetical order. We got John Amici. Oh yeah. And hey, wait, is that the guy who came out? It's the 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 only NBA player to come out. He came out after retiring, but he came out.
1: I didn't realize he he kicked it in, in
0: Cleveland. Yeah. Spent time in Lakewood. Shout out to Lakewood. Word. Next we got um Terrell Brandon.
1: Oh yeah.
0: That's uh and that's Portland born and raised right there. Yeah, the point guard, right? Yep. Or was he the two guard? No, point guard. He was a point guard. He was solid. He was solid. He was actually really good, but then he got injured, and then after that injury, it was kind of over. That's right. That's back when was it an ACL or something? That's back something, when yeah, it was something like that. When the ACL will shut you down. Yep.
1: Yeah, you might come back, but you're never ever ever the same. Word up. Yeah.
0: Oh, that was huh? That was Michi's rookie season. Okay, now we got the veteran of the team, by far the veteran of this team. Michael Cage. Michael Cage. Yeah. I recall nothing about Michael Cage. And I know that name. He was at this point, no, he's in his thirties, but uh, yeah. Michael, Michael Cage, man, big dude.
1: I don't remember that dude at all.
0: But I do remember the, uh, a playoff year.
1: Who's Mike Verteller, coach?
0: It's not on this list I'm looking at, but uh,
1: Mike Fratello was one of those dudes who could ensure mediocrity. You could roll out a bunch of stiffs, and he would ensure mediocrity.
0: What's Michael Fratello's nickname? The czar of the Telestrator. That's right. And yes, he was the coach. Bizarre. 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 Next, we have Joe Courtney. No recollection of this guy. I have no idea who he is. No. Don't know if he lasted long. Wow. Next, we have John Karate. Get out of here, he played for the Cavs. Yep. Wow. And next we have your favorite. Uh Uh-huh. Danny Ferry.
1: Danny Ferry. I think we traded something legit to get that dude. Worst. Legit to get that dude. He was the worst. He was a dick. Oh, man. Oh, man. Just a dick. Like, if you're going to be a dick... Be a good player, so people are like, he's a jerk, but I'd like to have him on my team.
0: Uh Uh-huh, yeah. You know,
1: somebody like that. Even uh, uh, Randolph, Zach Randolph. Yep. When he was clowning out in uh, in Bonzi Wells. They were clowning out in, in Portland, but they could ball. Yep. Danny Ferry was just a dick.
0: Tyrone Hill. That's who I was trying to think about.
1: Tyrone Hill. Now, Tyrone Hill that went on to go play with the Sixers, am I right? I believe so. Yeah. Yeah. He's a legit dude. He's a solid NBA player. Daryl
0: Johnson. I'm not
1: recalling. The no.
0: One. No. There's no recollection here. Let's yeah. let, let's move on to Antonio Lang. Antonio Lang. I'm not sure about that guy either.
1: I wonder how many minutes this dude's got.
0: Sad stories. Sorry. Short careers. But this is
1: the whole point. They made the playoffs, yo. Yep. Like, we have yet to hear
0: of a player
1: who. Alright, keep going.
0: Well, okay. You want to hear of a player who, uh, was a. I don't know if he's a Hall of Fame player, but he's a player. Whoa! And I think I know who's on this team. Who? Is
1: this a Sean Kemp team? No. Wow, that was the only person I, I thought might be legit. Okay, keep going. Sorry. I was fired up for a second. I I just, shocked. Those on. were rough years. Those were years when you realized, hey, we got a named dude who's completely on the back ass end of anything productive. Yeah.
0: Yeah, that was. We had Sean Kemp during that, too. Yeah. Yeah. Kemp, man. Yeah. Dan Marley. I did not realize he was on Cleveland.
1: Yeah,
0: that's right. Another solid NBA ball player. Yeah.
1: If he's your sixth man, you got a great team. Yeah. If you're counting on him for for key minutes, or you're counting on him for starters minutes, if he's your number two option, then you're you're not good. Yeah. Donnie Marshall. Donnie Marshall. A solid NBA player. This is it's insane. So far, we've got a few B level starters. I wouldn't say B level starters. C level starters
0: and journeyman role players. Yeah. This is, this is the working man's team right here. Wow. We're just going to keep going in this thing. Chris Mills. Yep. Yep. That was the other guy I was thinking of. What did he play? Small forward? Yep. Wow. And, and now we're going with, uh, just, we're going to take it out with these three. Harold Miner. I didn't realize he played Baby Jordan. What a, what
1: awesome nickname to be saddled with. That's all you know him for. Yeah. Yeah. Would you call him below average or just an average
0: NBA player? Yeah, he might go average. Sure.
1: Bobby, go on. Okay, but you come in with Baby Jordan, average is shit. Yeah. Yeah. Bobby Fills?
0: Bobby Fills. Sure. That guy. That guy. And to round it out, Bob Sura. Bob
1: Sura. I remember thinking, we got a little something with Bob Sura. And it turned out that was exactly what it was, a little something. <laughs> uh, wow. Yep. Wow, they made the playoffs. Now, I'm sure that's as much about, what was the year
0: again? 95-96. 90...
1: 5 yeah. That had to be after the that well, obviously it was the this, after the dismantling of the of the great the great earlier Cavs era of Doherty, Price, Nance, all those dudes. Wow, yeah. No Wilkins, that's just the, the transitional years. But that's what made it so awful is that for Tello, they had to get that dude out of there because he was going to keep them winning. I could have, and he would have get some useful minutes out of me. Yeah, yeah, he can't have that. Ah, oh, get that dude out of here. We need some draft picks. And then they did get draft picks, and they drafted like, uh, Dewan Wagner, and Desana Job, And, uh, who's the cat from Duke? Who, who was from, uh, Trajan Langdon? These are like top picks, man. These are like dudes, they're like, oh yeah,
0: get ready as fans. <laughs> <laughs> Trajan Langdon Trajan Langdon our pick oh man these names
1: it's so sad that I know him. at work man this this kid Chase shout out he's a great dude man he, he'll ask me about Minutia the sports Minutia he, he's 17 he wasn't ready for the fact that Grant Hill was a major player he hadn't heard about these legends I'm sitting there rhapsodizing about the era in detroit oh man dominant dreams of lando dashed by a brittle ankle yep these legends why do what? i know you you uh you disappeared say it again why do i know these things
0: because you're you're a you're a nerd like, like me right we're nerds you're Man, it's not, it's this this technology, man, it's not working for us today. Say, I, I interrupted you, say it again. In school. We're nerds in school.
1: We're getting in on these books.
0: Yeah. And these basketball players. Exactly. These books and these ballers. Ayo. Hey, it's ballers in Ayo. It might be. I mean, you know, a lot of things can be A.O. In the end, that's true. There's a lot of A.O. There is a lot of A.O.
1: Because there's a lot of homoeroticism in the world that people are saying. And And uh, you can call it out. A.O. Hey, what are you saying, buddy? What are you saying there, buddy? You're not allowed to say anything that might insinuate homosexual love. No. Why? Because people are afraid. Very. Don't be afraid. Enjoy what you enjoy. Even if what you enjoy is a Bobby Sur jump shot. Which uh not many people enjoyed. Oh man. Who had the worst jump shot? The worst jump shot? Yeah. See, it's tough. On the one hand you want to come with uh oh, I think I know who I'll go with. But like on the one hand, you, you could go by what the how it looked. Yeah, and then you gotta go Cartwright, Bill Cartwright, oh, Bill Cartwright. but it, <laughs> a <reliable> jump shot. <laughs> that jump shot was part of a couple titles, wasn't it? It was. You can't hate on that. Your boy Rashid Wallace had a curious jump shot. <laughs> <laughs> he did. Yet again, he was known for hitting threes. Oh yeah. I'm gonna go with Larry Hughes. This is a the bitter Cavs fan. <laughs> Jump shot uh contributed to the to the departure of LeBron James. Oh uh, wow. Wow. Yeah. I I this is all I want to say. I know we've already touched on the, the ass clowns in Los Angeles, but I do want to say this. Watching all this play out, I'm doubly embarrassed and sad that my Cavs Lost to a team where that dude was the best player. How the fuck did that happen? Word. And our best player was LeBron. Who is not viscerating the league. Like, he's putting the league over his knee. And, uh, your boy's out in LA
0: whining. He's whining, man, but I mean, I'm just curious. I'm only, I'm curious. I'm not saying I'm right. I'm curious as to uh, not excusable things, but as to what happens if you take Kobe off that team and people are fairly healthy. I'm curious as to whether the Lakers are in like in the middle of the West I mean not in the middle in the in the middle of the west playoff teams because I'm not to be super like it's all about team chemistry but I am curious how much of an effect, like, like dealing, not just playing with, but dealing with, with Kobe has, like, on, right. in the locker room and on the team. Like, right. like if, if years from now it comes out that, you know, start, like, the years where Phil Jackson wasn't the coach, that, that people years from now say Kobe was basically a, a poisoned in the locker room as, sometimes people talk about the one guy who's kind of like poisonous in the locker room. It would just, it wouldn't surprise me. Yeah. Not because Kobe isn't driven to shit and and like an amazing ball player, but I don't know. you talking that much fucking shit in the media about your teammates. Yeah. Yeah. Like, I think, yeah, I think,
1: I think the only other example that I personally know, is Jordan and, I think he existed with enough stability in his two stints, like pre and post the baseball years, that the people around him understood and can deal with what his his negativity and, and his hate, right? Like yeah. I don't really work for Kobe. I, my point is you have to be winning for that shit to be okay.
0: You, you have, have to, to be, yeah. You have to be winning. And, and Jordan, those teams were made around Jordan, though.
1: Yeah, yeah. And and because of that, there was the expectation that this is what everybody's dealing with, and there's a trust that him coming that way was going to lead to everybody succeeding at the highest level. Yeah, right? yeah. Like, like it was clear. It was clear him coming like that was was good for everybody because he was going to do things that nobody else could do, and I don't think now Kobe has that. Really, like during the Shaq years, everybody was like looking at Shaq, like okay, dude, but it's yep. kind of why we're here. And then yep. uh, the Tom Yeah pretty was only there for one year, but it felt like, or was that was he there for two years?
0: Might have been two, I forget.
1: Yeah, and then you know once once. Your boy comes back, they also get Powell Gasol. Yeah. You know, they're rolling. So I think that little error right there with, 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 uh, Phil and Powell and Lamar Odom, like they were succeeding at such a high level that it was like all good. Yeah. But,
0: alright, alright, enough. Sorry, I went back there. So enough of those guys.
1: Question. It's a good question because if, if, if Steve Nash is the primary The primary personality of that locker room. The dominant personality of that locker room. I think it's a whole different team.
0: Yeah, I do. He's feeding, he's feeding two big men. He's not competing with the big men for minutes or for a space on the court, really. Like, I just feel like it's a, and and then you got, and, and the other cats on the team would fit in. I mean, Meta World Peace is gonna, he's gonna do his thing, regardless. And I don't know. Anyway. I don't want to analyze those motherfuckers too much. I'm glad they're losing. That's all I'm going to say. For sure. (laughs) One
1: quick point, though. I think it was David Thorpe, uh, another one of these ESPN walk dudes. But he made a good point about sometimes performing at the highest level can be driven by by fear or love. Mm -hmm. Right? Like I, I feel like Kobe's trying to drive cats with fear. Yep. There are people who feed off of love, and you have someone in there who could provide that love, like the love for the game, the love for the community of a locker room. Like he could do that, but he's not the the dominant personality. Yep. Yep. And and then you got a dude that uh likes to eat candy and fart on people. So that's probably fucking it up anyway. Yeah. Yeah. Glad yeah. we watch this shit in the playoffs because it's looking like that won't happen. Yeah.
0: Word. I don't want to jinx that quite yet though.
1: Yeah. Oh, my bad. My bad. <laughs>
0: it's all good. Let's talk about something else. I, I, I think you had a, a topic to discuss about these, these records. These records. So yesterday,
1: I don't know if you're like this, Ian, where you just get a, like an impulse, like I gotta go to the record store. Like, like right now. Yeah. Like no real common sense to it, just, it's like a fire lit under your ass. I, I'm, I'm, I need to go see about these records. Yeah. So I have, often,
0: I often get this impulse.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I don't even have any money. I just, I, I got to go see about these records. I ended mm-hmm. not getting. That's not the point. The point was, when you come to these record stores where the owners are looking out, they're looking out, and they, they care about you, the record buyer, by having turntables available for you to peruse the goods. Word. They want you to peruse the goods. And it's... It's it's a sign of good faith, right? Yes. You're not going to fuck up our shit. And we want you to get the shit that you want. Listen to it, buyer. Yeah. And ensure that it's a purchase you want to make. But who the asshole is... Is the character... This character, and we know some. I'm not even going to shout him out, but we know some of these characters. We do. Of some of these characters. Yes. Who want to just sit there and the house the turntable. Just for like 45 minutes straight. As I was telling the wife yesterday, I feel like you should be able to hit that record in 30 seconds. Yeah. Touch it down at the beginning. Okay. Skip ahead a couple of seconds or a couple of minutes. You know what I mean?
0: Yeah.
1: Okay, that's what it sounds like there. Oh, that's a nice change. Boom, next track. You know what I mean? Yeah. Hit. Boom, boom, boom.
0: I'm out. Exactly. Or approach the turntable listening station with a few select joints. Listen to those joints, not in depth, but. Maybe, you know, maybe peruse, uh, you know, some, a little more quality time on the record, four records maybe. Then make your selections and head back to the stacks. Yep. Don't, rather than, I need to hit all these stacks right now, pile up a pile of about 25 pieces, and then, and then just be that guy, that character.
1: No. No. It's so wrong. It's so wrong. And plus, sometimes you got to chalk a record up to the game. You can't listen to all of them unless you're the only cat in the store. Yeah. But even then, then it's a little douchey, right? Like, some, some records you have to chalk up to the game. I'm not even going to check this one. I got a feeling about this, when I'm going to roll that. I think that's part of the fun, actually. Right. No, yeah. They're on the They're curious. Or they're highly priced, and you want to make sure it's worth it. Yep. Yeah, it's not fucking iTunes. You can't just sit there and preview every fucking track at your leisure.
0: Yeah. Yeah. And and you gotta just you gotta think about these things. You gotta you gotta be a mature record seeking individual.
1: That's the key word. I'm just
0: I'm I'm saying like these days, you know, in the past I may have stacked up the big stack, the fat, the fat tower. But I learned my lesson, yeah. And I also enjoy. You gotta you gotta walk in the store. We've discussed this before. When you walk in the store, you gotta relax and realize that you're not the only you the only cat in there. Sometimes you want to come with the uh you know the five minute shopping spree. What can I get right now? Right. If I don't get it right now, it's gone. Right. But You know, you're going to find some good shit, and there might be stuff. It might be there in five minutes. It might be there in three hours. You know, as long as you're patient, you're mature, you're level-headed, you can get to the various things. You can preview the various things. You, you, You can come back to the listening station. It's not going to run away. See, that's that's key. That's key. Rotate. you got
1: to stack. There's a dude i.e. me waiting behind you with four. Oh, I got a few here, my man. Come on up. You going to be quick? All right. I'll keep looking while you hit those real quick. Yeah. That's 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 coming grown up with it. Yeah. 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 That's recognizing, you know, I know I'm kind of going for here. I want to respect your record shopping experience as well. And then, you know, what made it worse? And this is probably unfair, man. But what made it worse? Little wispy mustache and a ponytail, little slacks, pointy shoes, hipster, hipster.
0: Get out here, hipster! I just want to do one of those little sweep kicks, one of those sweep kick. a little sweep kick, little sweep kick. Yeah, a little, uh a little what? Like Speed Fighter Two. Yeah. Sweep kick, Tekken. That's what I'm talking about.
1: A little, something to take his feet out. What, what happened? Oh, look at yourself. Look at yourself as you stand up. Contemplate your choices. Think about the community of record buyers. And, you know, I, I had to take off. And I I was kind of checking for time and also checking for my wallet. It's a little slim word. But I wanted to say to the owners, because I was about to take off. I was about to just drop all those records and just be out. And if I did that, I was going to tell to the owners, your boy house and the table just cost you some sales, friends. Word, yeah, like I'm out. But then you just don't want to be a dick in the in the record store because you like to come back. So yeah, don't 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 house the record the the turntables, friends.
0: No. Because you know what happens if you house them too much? Cats complain. Cats get mad. The listening stations disappear disappear that trust is that trust it's broken can't violate the trust no
1: not with the right when the record store owners are coming at you like i respect your dollar i want you to get what you want check it out you know some places although they do have the awesome rule because i think it is an important rule you can't listen to dollar records yes you can't listen to
0: those i think that's too much it's a dollar go out on that limb exactly and, and i feel like a lot of record a lot of these record collectors don't understand the fun of going out going out there with the dollar records oh, yeah. it's it's okay not to listen to the dollar it's a dollar i know i mean not that we have lots of dollars to spend but it's a dollar man that's the fun of it you cop that kind of cool looking joint for a dollar you take it home maybe it's just the ill-ish, maybe it's better i've definitely had the moments when i spent Maybe fifteen dollars on a couple other records, three or four dollars on a few dollar records, and the dollar records came through harder, oh harder than the other records. I spent more money on. Oh my gosh, that happens all the time, and it's fun, and it's okay that I spent that extra money because I got those other records for a dollar, and it's fun to come home and boom, nice. Yep, yep, yes, more lessons. On these record stores, we're giving away so
1: much record store game. Yeah, I have to compile these into a text, a tome, a resource, <laughs> a scroll, a scroll. Write up a scroll
0: on these diggers that don't act right. Speaking of scrolls, I think that might take us to our lyrical renaissance. You're right. I want to shout out Matt Wub young who just chimed in a little late in the show, but with a comment. Hmm. Um, a topic idea.
1: Should we touch on it or, or save it for the next one?
0: Well, I, I worry if we save it, we won't touch on it at the next one. But I'm not sure. I'm just going to throw it out there before we go. We were We were going to make a seamless transition into this Lyrical Renaissance, but the Lyrical Renaissance is still coming. It's coming. Shout out Matt Wub Young coming with topic idea best on the court insults, jibes, in the style of Ball Don't Lie. Ooh. Nice. Now, now I do want to say that, A, I have no idea off the top of my head. Yeah. B, we may have already fulfilled that topic idea to a certain extent by touching on C, Man. It's not quite an insult, but. Yeah.
1: Nah. What,
0: what, what, I mean, what,
1: what would somebody say though? Like, it would be much, like you said before, it would be much greater to hear what Kevin Garnett actually says.
0: Yeah. The snake. Yeah.
1: Or what, what if somebody was like, I'm, I'm coming mongoose on that ass. Right? Cause mongooses eat snakes. <laughs>
0: Where if somebody blocked a shot and it's mongoose, we need a player calling themselves, like, the big mongoose. Oh, my gosh. Who's the big mongoose? The, the, white Mon- <laughs> the white
1: mongoose. The white mongoose. I'm the total opposite of the black mamba. <laughs>
0: <laughs> that could that get fucked up, though. <laughs> the white mongoose. Yeah, they could get fucked up racial dynamics right there. But it, it
1: could it just be a black dude coming, like, you know. No doubt. Like I'm just, I'm riding a white horse in here. <laughs> I'm a white mongoose on a white horse.
0: Uh,
1: the mongoose. I feel like, yeah. I mean, I guess, and I think the most fun ones would be, this is on people's appearance, and this is on people's game. Right? No doubt. Like, like uh, Every time Larry Hughes missed a jump shot, somebody was like, "Yeah, that's why LeBron gonna leave. LeBron <laughs> play with us." On <laughs> Larry, that would be great.
0: What about uh, what about disses on um, your friend Boozer's uh hairstyles?
1: <laughs> it's so many. It's so many Boozer disses. You can talk about the top meat on his chest, the hair. Mm his wife oh wow does your wife give you permission to take that jump
0: hook that's <laughs> uh, that Doug Christie oh yeah Did your wife come
1: with that uh, hairstyle Rocking with their young man <laughs>
0: alright yeah I hope that's- that fulfilled that topic yeah we need to do more research though. We do. This research needs to be done. Maybe we'll have a special guest on next time to talk about these things.
1: That'd be awesome. Yeah. I have no idea who it will be. No.
0: But hopefully they will come with a scroll of these ends. <laughs> <laughs> We've gone from ledgers to scrolls. Ledgers to scrolls. This is this is we're documenting these things. Yeah. This is why this is why we're in graduate school. This is these are the things we use, ledgers and scrolls. It's a very learned podcast. That's right. About basketball and records. So I really want to read this whole song because it's 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 um It's a scroll in itself. Okay. Okay. We're gonna go here. Uh you know, R. I P and Happy Birthday, Mr. Dilla. Shout out. Shout out. We're gonna go here with, uh, one of those classic, uh, SV joints. Word up. RFE by 10. Oh, absolutely. My bad. Oh, it's all good. SV, Slum Village. The song is To You For You. I'm gonna to try to read this without laughing. It's gonna be really hard. Uh, yeah, yeah. I'll, I'll try.
1: I try to limit my laughter too. Okay.
0: Do you have these lyrics in front of you?
1: I don't. I don't.
0: Okay. I'll pull them up. Here we go. You, I'm not saying you needed to. I just wasn't sure. But here we go. J D is. He starts it off. Dilla. You look and stare? I see you took it there. What's up with you? Hey, what's up with you? What are you gonna do? Gonna do? You want me, don't you? You want me, don't you? I know you do. I know you do. I want you to. I want you to. You want to do me. I know it's me. Yeah, I know it's me. I hope it's me. See, when you notice me, I noticed you. you, say, what up? You say, what up? What up with you? What up with you? The things you do, the who you do it to. Fuck what you do. I'm seeing you. <laughs> I know it's good for you. Good for you. It's just for you. It's just for you. It's just for you. It's just for you. They say it so many times. It becomes like a chant. It's just for you. It's just for you. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. All right. Then T three comes in. Don't need a chick to be my chick. If you gonna be my chick, then be my chick. Don't talk no who you wit. Oh, oh, that's repeated. Who you wit? Who you wit? Oh, you wit him? Then pack your. Did he say shit? Did he, I, I can't tell if they're taking certain words out of this lyric I'm looking at, but.
1: But, so there's like a subtle genius to this though, when you hear the actual song. Yeah, no doubt. So rhythmic, they could not say it and you would know it was there. Like not just in the typical cutting it out, but like
0: the rhythm of it, it was just, yeah. Now the rhythm of it and the beat is crazy and that snare. Yeah. Yeah. But it's still ridiculous. Yeah. Then pack your shit. I guess it's meant for us to split. It must be meant for us to split. I'll be your man. I'll be your man. To understand, to understand. I'll understand. I'll understand. I'll be the man. I'll be the man. (laughs) See, what you do, it's up to you. It's up to you. What you do, it's up to you. It's up to you. This lyric, while they repeated, they wrote each it's just for you in the previous verse. This time they decided they just... Cut to the chase and write, repeat four times. It's I, up to you, repeat three times.
1: I have to admit, it's hard when you're saying it to not chime in. I know. <laughs> <laughs> like, Bill's <laughs> like, verse is like, that's like in a club, that's like the depth of thought that's possible when you're looking at a chick, right? No doubt. Like, that's it. I noticed you. What's up with you? Know, I mean, you, you're trying to keep it on some, some, we're connecting level, so you don't want to go into, yeah, it's is fat.
0: <laughs> well, here we go with ten closes it out. My ten Smile on my face to show me they nice. But behind my back, you know, you're bringing the wax stuff. When you say, you be on my Disney. Do that dance trick, nah. Everything you do, you fall back. <laughs> girl, you lack, cause you're bringing the whack stuff. The fuck running running his mouth. I ain't saying nothing. True, you make it up, but you want mine, and you want mine, girl. You want mine. I want you clip in a special way. <laughs> Repeat 11 times.
1: <laughs> In a special way. In a special way. I feel like I've heard TV talk about how
0: by 10 used to come with verses and nobody really knew what they had.
1: <laughs> Thank you. I'm sure at a certain point they were like, yo, it's a song about chicks with, oh, I got
0: you. <laughs> at the end, I want you click." <laughs> well, first it's you want my dick, but oh, right, right, right. He doesn't say dick, and he's ch- it's that chanting kind of like, but you want my. He's breathing into the microphone. <laughs> Girl, you want my. He wants he wants your clit in a special way. Special <laughs> way. Again, eleven times a special way. Special way. Wow. Yeah. Wow. They were they were
1: like I think it was Farrow Montch who really highlighted how their rhythmically was so advanced, Slumville. And and I, I think after about ten past, Questlove really, really went in trying to like make a case for how lyrically advanced they were. But they really are just rhythmically advanced. The rest of that shit is just them. It's just they just talking shit. Yeah. And like totally going for feel. Yeah. Yeah all feel like it's weird hearing those lyrics outside of the song because you realize just how stupid they are
0: yeah yeah exactly and i mean even though when i first heard i was like this these guys are awful like i was just like yeah what the fuck right and i'm not saying they're great but there was that that really that rhythmic shit i feel like it's better on certain songs than others but oh yeah the way they leave those words out and the way they They just, the repetition, but the kind of, yeah, the rhythm to it. Mm -hmm. They did it. I wish other cats hadn't, like, I feel like Common basically decided, oh, I'm gonna leave everything else behind and I'm gonna do that too. No, no, no. No. No, no, no.
1: Cause it's it's so, it's so next level rhythmically, like, the Fantastics, like, say Fan, Ta, Sarah, you say, huh, what? you know yeah shit hey yo this is like it's nothing like it's nothing it's all rhythm and sounds yeah but they are so subtle with it that it's the shit is so fly like common is not that advanced rhythmically the dude just isn't he just he has his rhyme style think about that how many styles does common flip one (laughs) it's a it's a it's a Style, but calm, just be flipping that one fucking style, yeah. And, yeah, and like there's no other song I don't think in the Slumville catalog that rocks like two to you for you lyrically, it's like on this beat, we're doing this, yep, this is what we're gonna do for this one, and this next one, smoke a blind, okay, and then let's do. <laughs>
0: Right you know, up, a, right up a scroll. Right up a
1: scroll. I was thinking about a uh, Frank and Dank. Cause, you know, they they're putting out the instrumentals.
0: Yeah.
1: Vinyl and Stones Throws, I think I'm pretty sure is who's putting it out. And then their press release, they uh they said uh it was like such a subtle disc. I don't I don't even know why they put it in there. It's just something like looking back. It's easy to see why the label would shelve and eventually not release such <laughs> such a project, right? <laughs>
0: <laughs> oh, wow.
1: a little roll with
0: yeah yeah although I was tempted to to instead come to, w- tonight with um, love is a thing of the past another classic yeah but
1: they, they were kind of on it like you listen to pause oh yeah they're clowning like some of the words they you know like because they, they, they go by the first letters of their names and say you know F for the you know for the five yeah. whatever Right. And some of the, the letters they choose like the words they choose don't match with the letter and <laughs> shit. Like just going for it.
0: Oh wow.
1: Yeah. That was a, that was their whole crew, man. That was their whole crew. They prided themselves on it. Saw a little thing with Fat Cat talking about how, you know, we used to just we used to just, you know, put the track down. Dill would start the beat. Go to the bathroom or something. Come back. Track done. Next track.
0: <laughs> they invested a lot of time in those tracks.
1: Yeah, yeah, but I mean, cats are still biting them now. There's an interesting article on NPR about uh the influence of Dilla on Jazz. Which it's all getting a little overfawning. We've said that before, but you know, the dude was raw. Shout out. Yeah.
0: Yes. Yeah.
1: It would just be so much
0: anyway. Yeah,
1: Yeah. (laughs) he like ran. He like started running up this big hill, and then he's. I don't. I
0: don't. I'm like so sick of Dilla, and at the same time, I'm a big Dilla fan. So I'm just, it's like, oh yeah, do I want to add to that fucking pile? Right, you know. I think a lot of it too is I'm I'm real, especially this month. A lot of cats, like no doubt, I, I did my Dilla tribute tape uh-huh. four years ago, whenever that was. But a lot of cats making little names off off Dilla themselves. Yeah, gets a little old. It does.
1: Yeah, it does.
0: But I, what I was gonna say, when I started running up that hill real fast, I'll I'll I'll, I'll jog up it. I'll walk up the stairs a little slower. Right. Is um if it wasn't for a lot of that bullshit, I would be more open to talking and discussing the fact that I think it is really interesting that Dilla has had an effect on like I don't know if it's modern is the right word, but on jazz heads, jazz cats. Yeah. It is interesting to see that a producer be so influential in other forms of music. Like, I I say a, a hip hop producer because you think of some of the other classic producers who have been around long before Dilla and are still around, you know. There's Pete Rock, Premier, Dre, whatever, but you never necessarily saw a lot of cats covering their shit, you know. Um, and it's interesting, and I don't exactly know what the reason for it is, but I think it is dope and interesting that, like, Dilla had this profound effect on. Yeah, music kind of globally, um, in a way that other cats did. Not that it makes other cats whack or anything like that, but like it's just interesting. But I feel like I go down that road. Is just it's just kind of adding to the pile of like Dilla slavation.
1: Well, I will say this: I've always been kind of fascinated, like rocking with bands, like uh, playing, like making hip hop music with bands.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: How bands either struggle with or go too far with the strict syncopation and looping of a mm-hmm. Hip.
0: mm-hmm.
1: Like sometimes you want a band to free up and like be willing to vamp and go through changes and stuff. But it's like, oh, you're rapping. All right, we're going to run this break beat for you. And that's just it. Right. We're just going to run this straight break beat and you rap because that's what rappers do. Mm hmm. It's like a, a track that sounds good in that kind of straight. Here's the drum track. Here's the loop kind of way, and they play it with a looseness that doesn't sound like hip hop. You mm-hmm. know what I mean?
0: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm.
1: Right. It lacks the feel, which is what makes Will Sessions so ill. Mm-hmm. Stand out of Detroit that did that joint
0: Elmatic and yeah, they, that Life's a Bitch cover is crazy
1: thing that dilla did was he loosened up with the hop shit because he was playing drums the whole track out like he wasn't doing any quantizing i think it, it was like a, a bridge for cats which was kind of fresh you know yeah. and it some um, it's like an easier <laughs> and also his swing was just so so ill you know like shout out to uh to donald burr who passed away and i played dilla's cover I think twice to my dad to try to communicate to my dad like okay dilla did have this particular swing so like here's him doing a track that you know and he heard it. He was like oh i hear it i hear mm-hmm. it mm-hmm. My cats heard. so yeah but i i just it's a weird thing with bands and hip-hop sometimes it works and it's amazing but more often than not it's a really weird it's a weird thing
0: mm-hmm
1: Cats are getting better with it because now you're getting, and I guess that was the whole point of this NPR article, there's a whole generation of jazz musicians that grew up on hip-hop, so they understand it differently than like when, like it felt like when I was coming up, <clears throat> although I did work with some fresh-ass bands, shout out to the Um, but sometimes a band would just not, they didn't listen to hip-hop enough to get what the feel needed to be. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I it, and you couldn't quite put your finger on, like, why the fuck does it sound wrong? It's just not, what the hell is going on? Mm-hmm. A lot of cats who grew up with it know it, got the feel, and they're able to kind of, you know, work it. It is it is interesting. It is interesting. And then, not to be trite, I do think it is something about when somebody passes. They kind of... No doubt. No doubt. Yeah. Cause I, I really, I know, I know this is a whole other topic, and we're about to close out. I really think Tupac is overrated, dude. I don't get it. I don't get the Tupac thing, dude. I don't get it.
0: Yeah. I'm kinda with you there. I don't get it. I will yeah. Yeah. And that's we could go there later on. <laughs> Another topic to be discussed, maybe, maybe not. Listeners, thank you. As always. Yeah. Many shout outs. Few stay outs. One or two. One or two. <laughs> Any final words? No, nah, none that I could
1: think of. Drink your water, friends. Drink it.